Sears gets away from Josh Baker, lays it up no good, but a foul called a late foul, a late whistle. And, boy, the Rebel Kevin Kruger is really unhappy. He's seen his point guard get absolutely blasted two different times. The Las Vegas Journal Review. Bryce back out top to Williams, fakes the three, comes in the lane, gets absolutely hammered and no call. Now they call an offensive foul? Are you kidding me? That was that was five seconds after the play took place and both players jumped in the air. Kevin Kruger looking at the official saying, how can you make that call? And Lon Kruger erupts. Bryce top of the key, Bryce down the lane. Bryce puts it off the glass and in. What a tough shot by Bryce Hamilton. And it's a two possession game with 20 seconds to go. 62 to 58. Just crushed my dreams. Boom. Sadness. That's the one. See Lon there last night? I forgot. I should have looked for him. He was on the video board multiple times. They, okay. they had him in some video. N- not like live. They like used him in some pre-produced videos. Okay. Uh, but I don't remember looking for him. Kevin Kruger after the game said that he was there, uh, but he and his uh, lawn and Kevin's wife were watching their two-year-old, and he was like, they might have left before the game ended. <laughs> so... Kevin Kruger didn't even see Long there either, apparently. Uh, by the way, one fun stat for you after hearing uh, that rejoin. UNLV took 12 more free throws than Gardner-Webb yesterday. Now, important question for both of you. Neither one of you went to the game, right? No. Were either one of you able to watch the game? Able is such a <laughs> interesting word. <laughs> How was the stream, Jared? It was bad, man. Like... I make fun of, and I don't know if I've done it on the air, but I make fun of the LA Rams press conferences because they all sound like he's talking through a like early 90s McDonald's drive-thru. Well, this was some of the worst audio quality I've ever heard, and then suddenly you would just be like, all right, I think those pixels are UNLV. No idea where the ball is. This is some bad quality streaming. The stream, so... I was at the game, but the main problem for me would like if I wanted to go back and watch like a replay or try to pull a gift to tweet out, the stream was just gone half the time. Yeah. And I had to like refresh the page to try to get it to come back. And so you're watching the stream while you're there. Yeah. To like see a replay of something I missed or to try to get a, a clip to right. like a highlight to tweet out. But I don't know how we're in 2021 and UNLV streaming has gotten worse. Like it, it's it's been better than that in the past. Like when they have to do in-house production, which is what this was. This was an in-house, this is in-house. production. That, that was that was like unacceptable last night to the point where I know like um, Jonathan von Tobel he tweeted out that he's like, "There's only so many times I can refresh before I just give up." Right. Or it's like like people that wanted to watch this, and granted, there's not that many, but people that wanted to watch this couldn't even watch it because the stream was so bad. The genuinely funny part was I would be getting tweet updates from Tyler about game action, and I would have refreshed it, and I'd have to sit through the same three ads so that whenever I came back, I was like, well, at least I missed something. (laughs) I believe... So their next game is against Cal. Is that on television? No. uh, Like, none of their non-conference games are on TV. Home ones. Uh, They're not on TV. Um, UCLA isn't, uh, I'm almost certain. Didn't we have this conversation? I'm almost certain it is. It well, is the not. Michigan game has to be, yes, but that's the, a T-Mobile. That is a T-Mobile, but I think the games at Thomas and Mac, uh, UCLA is stadium. Yeah, it is. None of, none of their home games are on ESPN or are on any TV. They're all going to be online only. Now there is a key difference here. Last night, 
was in-house production. The well, schedule, stadium won't be. Stadium is not in-house production. Right. It is going to be. It's not. It's still not going to be good. But it, you'll presumably be able to watch the right. entire game without it cutting out. The game on Saturday against Cal is listed as Mountain West Network slash Stadium, which would imply Stadium's going to produce that one. Uh, the the UCLA one is Stadium, so it should be better. Should be watchable. Who were the broadcasters on last night's game? Because I don't know. I did okay. not. I did not actually watch to listen or anything like that. So okay. I do not know who was calling the game. Um, not good. Not good. But <laughs> I mean. Could they, they hear it, each other? Was, well, okay. <laughs> well, it's it's in house. I'd assume it's people from campus. You used to do the soccer game. I used to do soccer, so but that was through people, that was through the that was the same thing. That was, oh, it was? UNLV okay. in house. You, 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 they produced that. Yeah, yeah. UNLV. I don't know what they have now, but when I did it, UNLV had a guy yes. who was in charge of all the streams, right? Who would set it all up and everything. I know that position got terminated shortly after I. When I when I finished doing broadcast or play by play for them, I know that position got terminated. I don't know if they filled it or re uh, brought it back, but I know that position got terminated and it was just left to other people to figure out. So it that can't be good when you're choosing announcers for the basketball. Team. Every single time I, they have had one of these online games for basketball, it's like they just choose somebody that's like, yeah, he's he. I, well, You've got like 4,000 followers on Twitter. Yeah, you go do it. And it's just like they're not capable of calling a basketball game. What the hell is wrong with you? Well, they're not sitting here paying people a bunch of money to come do it. They're literally just finding people in Las Vegas that can talk. I know, but they're, I mean, go to the go to the Greenspun building. There's You'll find a kid who can do a better job than this. Uh, what do you think about Cassie Soto trying to take credit here? Oh. Did you see her tweet yesterday? Oh, I saw it. She tweeted ridiculous. that UNLV football and basketball undefeated since she got engaged. She is doing everything, and I mean everything, to get out the fact that she is engaged. <laughs> I've told you about my buddy who went to Stanford who got that in every conversation in a bar. This is what this is. This is, I remember wearing a shirt like that, comma, when I was at Stanford. This is trying to get everything that she can get out, that she's engaged, so now she's taking credit for football and basketball teams winning. Yeah. Um, it's embarrassing. See, what you've got to do is, I'm going to pat myself on the back here, um, I turned it back around on her. I told her it's her fault they haven't been to the NCAA tournament or a bowl game in so long. That's right. She hasn't well, been engaged. Yeah. If she's the the lucky key here to being engaged leads to UNLV wins, Man, this, this whole 10-year non-engagement has screwed UNLV athletics. Man, is the, uh, is the NCAA tournament streak 2013 uh yeah that sounds right. i think it's 2013 wow <laughs> well that's a long time uh it is 2013 and yeah. she's and she's been with her now fiance that entire time the entire time for yep. over 10 years so yep. she's been with him the entire time mm-hmm. it's embarrassing it's embarrassing what she's doing i'm putting yeah. herself out there like that yeah she's been she had been dating her boyfriend for I think ten years because they just Kruger. had the ten year anniversary. I think she was started dating Lon Kruger was in his last wow. year. And now there's a new crew. That's how long this has been. His son is now the head <laughs> basketball coach. He was on the team. That's right. He was taking him to the Sweet Sixteen at that point. I mean, I too have been dating my girlfriend for that long as well. But you've made it absolutely public <laughs> that you will not get married. No, I haven't. Oh, we'll you get, have we'll, no. get, we'll get married at some point. We're not having kids. Oh, God forbid. That's what oh, I mean. Yeah, We're not having right. kids. Married, God yeah, forbid. whatever. We'll get married at some point. Come on. I, but, God forbid you have a child. No, <laughs> that's not happening. There is zero chance that happens. A kid? Are you kidding me? Why would <laughs> I want that? 
It's ridiculous. It's absurd. Uh, I have one more thing for you. I am going to somehow put in my will, if I have any children, I will reject it. I will absolutely reject it. There is zero chance I'm taking care of your kids. I'm going to hire a good lawyer and make it binding. All right. One other thing on Gardner-Webb. They play UNLV. They're on the road to play Arkansas and Duke are their next two games, right? A brutal start to their schedule. But then their next two games are against non-Division One teams, Carver and Columbia International. Okay. And if you think those two schools sound fake, they play another non-D1 team in December, Converse. Okay, Carver. The shoes? I hope it's the shoe yes. company. I hope the, the Converse is just like, yeah, we got five employees. We'll run them out there again. Sure. Jared will remember this. They're playing Carver High from the TV show The White Shadow. Um, Jesus Christ! Uh, do you, you remember that? And I'm trying to think. Con- Converse reference. Converse has to be like a prep school sponsored by the shoe, <laughs> right? I guess. I mean, if you go Nike University, you assume it's just like a weird training spot where they film the commercials for Nike. Converse University. Uh, also. Donovan Williams last night almost made the worst play in UNLV basketball in like the last five years. Uh, Now, granted, he got screwed by a foul call that shouldn't have been a foul call, but UNLV up three with 50 seconds to go has a turnover. Gardner Webb gets a fast break and Donovan Williams comes flying out of nowhere to block the layup. It was a great block. There should have been no foul called, But but the referee did call a foul. Now, Donovan Williams, I assume, was not aware that a foul was called because he stood over right. the guy on the ground flexing. A little taunting. And got a technical foul for it. So what that led to, again, UNLV up three with 50 seconds to go. Gardner-Webb got four free throws out of that. Four. They had a chance with free throws to take the lead in the final minute. Fortunately for Donovan Williams... Gardner-Webb only made one of those four free throws, completely uh, blew it in that final minute. But that was almost like the worst play you could possibly make to somehow hand a team four free throws when you're winning by three. Okay, I I um, believe it was a good call on the taunting. The taunting was. The original foul call on the shot block was not. Because here's the thing, the taunting call... The referee actually gave him about two seconds. The referee was standing right there, saw uh, Donovan Williams flexing over the guy on the ground, and he gave it about two seconds before he called it. If Donovan Williams had just like done a quick flex and walked away, there would not have been a taunting call. But because Donovan Williams just <laughs> he, stayed there, he hammed it up, he did not move. He was still flexing. He got the taunting call. The taunting call absolutely was the right call. The original call, there, there should not have been a foul. That was an incredible block by Donovan Williams. That was a great chase down play to block the shot uh, and prevent the layup. But taunting call, absolutely. I've asked you, I asked you this during uh, one of the breaks. You said they averaged, or they announced over 4,000? 4, 4,900 was what they announced. But you believe there was 3,000? Probably 3,000 would have been my guess for in the building. It was 
It's basically the same crowd UNLV has had for 90% of its games. Even pre-vax for, cards yeah, for the last you've been vaccinated. two years. I mean, if you go back to the last Marvin Menzies year until now, it's basically been the same crowd. Obviously, Nevada, San Diego State, they get bigger crowds for those teams. And when they have a good team in Thomas and Mac, like UCLA is going to get a decent crowd. But yes. the Gardner-Webs of the world, they play North Dakota State next week. The random Mountain West team like Air Force Wyoming, Air or Force. Wyoming they're getting 3,000 people in the building. But they only announced 4,900. In the past, they'd get 3,000 and, and announce eight. nine or ten. Right. So they're announcing much less, which maybe means there's less tickets out, or maybe it just means they're getting a little bit truer to the actual in-house attendance. But yeah, 49,000 once they announced. I'd guess 3,000, and so it's not incredibly far away, I guess. But yeah, not a not a great crowd. For UNLV basketball, but it won't be until they start winning. They're not they're not having a crowd until they're playing a game that matters for the NCAA tournament. Coming up next, Spischoff's briefs. Stats hogwash. Are you tired of hearing Tyler do math on the radio? Call the press box voicemail and let us know. 702-720-4678. Bischoff's briefs. I'm afraid we need to use math. Bischoff's Briefs. I knew I should have checked your showboating globetrotter algebra. Bischoff's Briefs. Man, I thought you knew that algebra was all razzmatazz. Bischoff's Briefs. Yes, I see. Something involving that many big words could easily destabilize time itself. The Yankees general manager, Brian Cashman, met with Carlos Correa's agents. And Cashman said that the feelings of Yankees fans is not going to enter into his calculus right now. Obviously, Yankees fans chanted F. Correa during the season this year and be an interesting signing. Uh, While I would hate to see Carlos Correa playing for the Yankees, uh, I would enjoy Yankees fans having to now cheer for Carlos Correa. Uh, even if it's not the Yankees, there is going to be a fan base that has to change its tune on Carlos Correa, who has been, he and Altuve have been the two most booed, most hated players on the Astros the last couple of seasons. But one fan base similar, now he wasn't as hated, but similar to George Springer going to Toronto. One fan base is going to have to say, oh, uh, yeah, Carlos is different. Uh, Correa is different. We like this guy. But here's what I want to do with briefs today. I want some Grainy's grades oh. in Bischoff's briefs. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you a free agent, and I want you to give us a grade on how you would feel as a fan of the Dodgers if they signed oh. that player. Okay. All right? Yeah. First yeah, sure. player, Carlos Correa. The Dodgers get him. Dodgers sign him. How does Ed Graney feel? A plus plus. A plus plus. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, Carlos, I don't think he had anything to do with it. Like, asterisk. Get, no asterisk. Uh, uh, bring him off. Let's go. All about winning, my you man. You would have no problem. Oh, it's all about winning. Okay. It's all about winning. All right. I I, what do I care? I oh, appreciate that. Winning. That's yeah. exactly how I would feel yeah, about it's it. It's all about winning. I appreciate it. Yeah. All right. Second free agent, Corey Seager. If he stayed with the Dodgers? Dodgers signed Corey Seager. Well, let's see because we don't get C Correa. 
See, so if, you're asking, all, if these... you're asking me which one I want, I want Correa first, Seager second. Really, you really want Correa that much more than Seager? I just think Correa is a much better player. Okay. I mean, Correa I just... is much better defensively. Seager's probably better offensively. I... Slight edge offensively to Seager. Didn't right. this dude win NLCS right, and World right. Series B, MVP? B, give him a B. My B. God. I just, I think he's going to Philly, so I don't want to give him too high grade. I think he's signing with Philly. Does anyone hate their own players more than Ed Grady? <laughs> Good God. <laughs> all right, next player, Clayton Kershaw. See, this isn't fair because he's my second favorite player of all what? time. You're just a dot. This I, isn't fair. What do you mean it's not fair? You can give whatever grade you want. Pass. I, You know what? I'm going to have to pass because... Uh, a second favorite player of all time, but the kid's completely shot and done. But okay, so, but how would you feel? They Clayton Kershaw's be, back as a Dodger. Ed mm, Graney feels. I'll say a, a because he's my second favorite player of all time. That's enough reasoning. You don't yeah, have to he's, explain he's it. My second favorite player of all time. You don't have to like couch it with. But I know next he sucks. Year, next year when I'm throwing the plate against the wall because he's <laughs> giving up four and runs, that A is going to turn to a D. All it's right, all about winning D. with me, man. Next one. Max Scherzer. Oh, A+. Plus. A+. Plus. That's the one guy of all... <sighs> I mean, again, if if they're not getting Korea, then I want Seager for sure. But uh, A+, plus, I want Scherzer back. More than anybody else. Uh, that are now... Kenley Jansen's a free agent. Seager's a free agent. Uh, Taylor's a free agent. Um, Chris Taylor. Yeah, Chris Taylor's free agent. I want Scherzer of all those guys. All right. So, Max Scherzer, top of the list. Next one for you, Justin Verlander. Uh, arm issues. C minus hasn't pitched in like two years. C minus. C minus. He's got uh, one start in the last two yeah, years. Yeah, I don't Tommy John surgery. deal with that. But earlier this week, he threw in front of twenty teams and was hitting ninety-seven on the gun. Were the Dodgers there? Uh, I did not see if the Dodgers were one of those twenty teams. Oh, the only two I saw was the Yankees and the Astros were the only two reported that were there. Okay, um, but. The Dodgers seem to be in on everybody, so why exactly. not? I'm sure they were. <laughs> they, yeah, of course they were. They didn't need to see, send anyone. They send a check. <laughs> <laughs> I am fascinated about Verlander because he could, I mean, he could come back and be. Sure, people Justin have come Verlander. back to Tommy John a lot. Yeah, usually guys come back better. They're actually now, better. Normally you have Tommy John when you're like, 25, not right. he's 30, he's going to be 39. Yeah. So he's older in his career, but there's a chance like Verlander could come back and be a top end ace in the rotation. He was hitting 94, 94 to 97 was the range. He was, um, and his last year with the Astros, he normally threw about 97. He could ramp it up to 99, hundred when he, you know, wanted to, but his general velocity was 97, 96, 97. So that seems well, as very, though he's if close. there were 20 teams there and he was hitting 97, then, Somebody, Someone right. signed that Somebody guy. is because he could exactly. be top end of the rotation. Yes. Or you could give the guy $25 million and he could be you useless. You give him $25 million with the Dodgers, he'd be three or four. Yeah, and but he could be useless next year, right? He could right. have more arm problems or he could just, oh, I can only throw 93. And right. Justin Verlander at 93 probably isn't getting it done. No, he's getting hit. Uh, next one, Kenley Jansen. The worst. <laughs> You know what? I'm going to say C because I think Blake Trinan can step into the role very easily. C. So I don't. If he comes back, I don't know if I because he was very good at the end of the season. So maybe he found some things. But I'm not going to like 
fall off the chair in depression if, in fact, he doesn't come back because I think Trinan is ready to take that spot. Do you think Dodger fans in general will be depressed if he oh. does come back? Like if the yes, Dodgers yes. announce Kinley Jansen, yes. two-year yeah. deal, whatever the dollar Because they is. remember the Jansen before the, like the last <laughs> month of the season. <laughs> very few guys, very few guys had me screaming at the top of my lungs in the house more than him about within the last several years. All right. Uh, next free agent, Freddie Freeman. Oh, man. You know what? This is a tough one because I like Muncie a lot, but Muncie can play second, but that's Trey Turner. I don't know where you'd put Muncie. Muncie can play a lot of Isn't spots. Isn't Turner going to short? If they lose Seager, if they don't, don't sign, get Correa. If they don't sign a shortstop. Yeah. yeah, and Muncie could go to second. Muncie can play second. I like Freddie Freeman a lot. I'd say B+. Plus. I like B Freddie Freeman a lot. Plus. You might also get the DH in the National League. Yeah, I like him a lot. And that answers a lot of problems for signing two guys at the same position. Um, I do not like Freddie Freeman a lot anymore. Really? Well, not I mean, anymore. Well, not um, anymore, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, last do you, one. Do you need me to find that home run? No, thank you. It no, still hasn't you. landed no, yet. No, no, that was Solaire. Uh, oh, wait, the one from, they lost that game. Thank you. Uh, last one for you, Chris Taylor. Oh, it's a tough one because I love this guy. I'm. If he comes back, I'm going to say an A because I, I just love him as a player. I like the guy a lot. I don't know if he's. I don't know if they're going to give him. He's going to be Kiki Hernandez. He's going to go and get probably more money than his talent level suggests, and he deserves because he had this kind of year. But he's been better for the Dodgers than Kiki Hernandez yes, ever was. Yes, yeah. the two things going for them is, and I read this in an article this morning on where the free agents are going to end up. Is they said he's going to stay with the Dodgers for two reasons, and I didn't understand the first one because he really likes beer, which there's beer everywhere. <laughs> But he loves to surf. So, so I the mean, Padres. He could go to the Padres. He could go to the Angels. Uh, go to go to the Giants. But that's one of the reasons. And it was very strange. They gave great they gave great reasons for every Carlos Correa was listed as the number one free agent. Um, they said the perfect spot is Houston, but they didn't think he was coming back there. Um, but and then Chris Taylor was like down in number twenty four, number twenty five was the top twenty five. But Everyone had a good reason, like, you know, Scherzer, St. Louis, and all the family he has there. They had a really good reason, Seager to Philly. Um, but the only reason was Taylor was beer and surfing. <laughs> That's what you're giving me of why he's coming back to the Dodgers? Uh, I hope the Astros sign Chris Taylor. Okay. I would love that. I, they won't. I think you guys gave him a qualifying offer. So you'd 18 million. You lose a draft pick if you sign a guy with a qualifying offer, and the Astros are most likely not going to do that. But... The Astros' holes in their lineup are center, short, and catcher. He can play two he of play those. two of the three. And the Astros have prospects at short and center that could potentially be, like, you know, good players in the future. Chris Taylor would be perfect for, hey, one of them didn't work out. Right. You get to play the center or short. They could basically, I would love it, but I don't think they will. I don't think the Astros are going to spend much in free agency, except maybe on a starting pitcher. But even then, you think Correa is gone? Oh yeah, because he wants ten years. Somebody's going to give him ten years, and the Astros they've they've done this for. Six straight years, they were they will not give a guy a ten year deal. They they did it with George Springer when it was what did he get seven or eight? They wouldn't give Springer seven or eight. Like the only one they've even come close to was Altuve, and even that wasn't a ten year deal. And he's you know the most popular player in franchise right. history. So they're yeah they're not giving Korea ten. If somebody gives him ten, he's absolutely gone. He's not coming back. The only chance is if somebody gets if everybody gets afraid and doesn't do ten. Coming up next, J.R. Starkus. Is Tyler a know-it-all? Can you prove him wrong? Call the Press Box voicemail and let us know. 702-720-4678. Ready for the weekend? It's like I picked the wrong week to quit drinking. Let's find out what's on tap with J.R. Starkus. Champagne. 
perfume going in, sewage coming out. J.R. Starkus, Southern Glazers Wine and Spirits. Thanks to Liquor World as well for joining us. All right, J.R., I got to know here. Arby's has a French fry flavored vodka. What the hell are you making if I tell you I want to drink with a French fry flavored vodka? The same thing that you make with all these other weird flavored vodkas, and the only thing it really works in is a Bloody Mary. And <laughs> I could see it playing well in that. Um, but I, I don't know what else you put that in. I mean, just think about it. Like you, like the most basic vodka drink that you could make would be a vodka soda. Do you think French fry vodka, French fry flavored <laughs> vodka and soda, does that sound good to you? Like at all? I mean, it might work. Like I would, I would goof off with it in like a, um, chocolate milkshake type thing because, you know, like a, I know it's Arby's and not Wendy's, but a lot of people yeah. like to dip the French fries in the, in the, the chocolate shake. So I would play with something like that to see if that could work. Um, that might have some play in it as well. What would you do with Australian Vegemite? Vegemite. Oh, Vegemite. Yeah, Vegemite. We were sent some by Stephen yesterday. We all took a little little uh, taste, and it was it was just truly awful. But we thank Delicious for his beautiful gift. Have you ever heard of that? I've heard of Vegemite. I can't say I've ever tasted it. Lucky you. Good for you. I mean, I was pretty good. I mean. <laughs> well, I, I did listen yesterday, and I did hear uh, Jared was very keen on it, while Tyler and Ed were not. So, um, I mean, it's part of the course, I'd imagine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, I got a que- I got a question real quick before you guys continue. I just heard your last segment asking Ed's grades on some of the Dodgers, and as we predicted last week, Tyler, you know, you and I were saying, what if you know uh, Carlos Correa goes to the Dodgers? We like, oh, Ed would be all in. He would forget all of the <laughs> hatred, and, and we were right. You know, want to win. Um, yeah, well, yeah, no, I get it. So let me ask you this question. Um, I heard you give both Verlander and um, – who'd you give another C to? You gave it to Verlander and uh, – I probably gave it to Jansen because I said trying Jansen. to just step right in. Right. Okay, so here's here's a scenario for you. Uh, you have – Verlander comes back and says, hey, listen, I'm, I just, I'm not going to be a pitcher. I'm going to be a closer or a setup guy at the end of the bullpen. Do you are you happier if they say okay we'll take Verlander but we got to trade away Jansen or do you stay status quo because you know what Jansen's capable of or not capable of? Is he throwing ninety <laughs> seven? He's the guy. He's, he's the guy in the bullpen. Yeah, right. Okay, he's throwing ninety seven. Then again, I'll take Verlander because I'm a huge Blake Trinan fan because I think he has closer stuff and I think they should make him their closer. So I'll take Verlander in the eighth throw ninety seven. If you tell me Blake Trinan's closing the game. Hey, you don't like lateral closing the game? I think lateral oh. would be the best. Uh, he's a weirdo with the pumping and pointing oh, to the heavens. I love that he's guy. a weird dude. He's the best. Oh, uh, give me Bruce Star Grabber. Pointing to the heavens. Yeah. And I want stuff. that guy on my team every time. Uh, every time. He tried yeah. to fight Manny Machado yes. and just like threw his hat across the field two years ago. <laughs> that guy's amazing. If you're not, if you're fascinated with 97, you have to be enthralled with one of Could you see all though time. Gratterall, Verlander, or Verlander Gratterall with Trinan? And I'm saying a healthy Verlander. I'm saying, you know, a guy who, like Tyler said the other day, was hitting 97 for 20 scouts. Like, okay, you're getting up to 97, then you're, you're, you're pumping it through. I mean, it's, it's, it's that simple. I mean, I, I mean, you don't, he could have a different closer every day of the week. Could be Verlander one day, Gratterall another day, and Trinan the next day. And some and days, who are like Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Good idea. You got to do the, you got to do the 2015. Ned Yost uh, Royals thing you do you get he's the if we can if we're winning in the seventh we got this because we go seven eight yeah. nine 
I mean, uh, it's just too many, too many bullpen changes, man. That guy overthinks the room. He's the worst. All right, what are you making for us today, and does it include French fry vodka? <laughs> it does not include French fry vodka, <laughs> and I'm not sure this drink would work with French fry vodka. Uh, the drink I'm making today is, is, is for Veterans Day. Uh, you know, obviously today is Veterans Day, and so it's something to celebrate our vets. Um, I wanted to make a cocktail um, called the Brown Derby. It's a classic cocktail that was created in the 1930s in, in Los Angeles, um, and it's a very simple drink make it actually only uses three ingredients i'm using a fourth to just give it a little tweak uh, but the main component of this drink um, i've spoke of it before uh, we're going to use horse soldier bourbon um, we're using horse soldier bourbon because of course of its um, uh, of its ownership are is all owned by united states military veterans and the brand is fantastic the brand has an absolutely phenomenal story um, of course if you Remember, you know, I used this last time I used this brand was it for 9/11 because the the gentleman who owned this brand, uh, they were the very first of our military to go into Afghanistan um, after the Twin Towers were attacked, and so you know anything that has to do with veterans, I I'm always thinking of these guys. Um, so you know, you can use really any bourbon that you you like, but if you really want to support a, a veteran-owned company, then you would choose Horse Soldier um, would be a great a great brand to choose for today. Um, they have a few different SKUs. Um, I'm using their small batch, which is a little higher in proof. It's 95, uh, 95 proof. Um, they also have a barrel strength, which is like in the 110 to 115 range, or maybe even a little bit higher. Sometimes it varies. And then they have their quote unquote, they're just their regular batch blended bourbon, um, which is more like 82 proof. But I wanted something with a little higher alcohol in it. Um, I'm using an ounce and a half of it in my mixing tin. Um, I'm also going to use an ounce and a half of fresh squeezed grapefruit juice. Um, the grapefruit juice here must uh, don't don't use prepackaged grapefruit juice. Literally, um, like half of a grapefruit, half of a fresh squeezed grapefruit will give you about an ounce and a half of juice. Um, so you don't need to you know go crazy with buying grapefruits. Half of one grapefruit will be fine. Um, and then you're going to use a half of an ounce of honey syrup. Honey syrup should be one to one. I've spoke about this before. If you just put honey in the drink. Um, it will not assimilate into the cocktail. Once it hits the cold of your ice, it will just kind of like harden up. So you have to make a syrup out of it. So just take a little bit of water, equal parts water and honey, mix them together. And then once that combines, you have a syrup that will assimilate into the cocktail perfectly. And you want to use a half of an ounce of that. Now, if you're just making a brown derby, that's all you need. Bourbon, grapefruit juice, honey syrup. That's it. Uh, the, the twist, the addition that I'm adding because I like the flavor and the depth that it provides I'm using a little bit, like a quarter ounce of Campari. Aperol would also work, but I chose Campari or Aperol because it plays beautifully, not only with bourbon, but especially with like grapefruit juice. It's excellent. Um, so just a quarter ounce will add a little bit more depth to the cocktail. All those ingredients in a mixing tin, add ice, shake it up, strain it into a cocktail glass, garnish it with a little bit of uh, grapefruit peel or something like that. Uh, you could even pour it over ice if you so desire, uh, but that cocktail, the Brown Derby or the twist that I just gave you of the Brown Derby with Horse Soldier Bourbon is an incredible drink uh, to help celebrate and remember our veterans on this day today. I got a question for you. You go to mm -hmm. somebody's house for a party. They're making drinks. You see that they do not have fresh grapefruit juice. How are you responding? To this drink? If they're, if they're making this drink? Yeah, well, any drink. Because this is a couple weeks in a row now. You have been all about the fresh Freshly yeah. squeezed fruit being very yeah, important. Yes, it's very important. Um, 
I would make fun of them relentlessly. Um, and then uh, I would probably, I would probably, I would probably either not have the drink or I would drink the drink and I would let them see my displeasure with every single sip of said cocktail. Uh, so they could see that. And I would just basically ridicule them into next time buying one fresh grapefruit or two fresh grapefruits or what oranges or whatever it is to make a far superior cocktail. Um, than than the the garbage that they just tried to give you. Is it? Oh man, <laughs> I think we've talked about this before, but it's been a long time. Like, are you snob drinker guy to where you just won't let them make you a drink without commenting? No, no, no. I, I, I but see, I, I won't. I will ask. I know what questions to ask. Right. So, oh, um, come on. If if I well, no, I do. If I if I go to the bar and I say. If you go to a bar and you say, what kind of sour mix do you use? And they give you a name brand, chances are, you know, that it's not a fresh brand, right? The only, there are a couple of fresh brands on the market. Ripe juice is one of them. It's a cold press juice. But if they're saying like, you know, it's, it's finest call or it's another one of these just prepackaged brands that you find on any store shelf, like I'm not into that. That doesn't get, that doesn't get it done for me. So I know right away I got to drink beer. No, no. Hold on. I'm not talking about a bar. I'm talking you go to a friend's house for Thanksgiving, <laughs> and the okay. guy's making a drink. Now, they probably know what you do, so they probably want you to make the drinks anyway. But let's say yeah. a guy's a little confident in himself, and he's like, mm-hmm. you know what? The starkest guy's got a big ego about the drinks. I'm going to make him my own. <laughs> like, if he makes that at his house Thanksgiving, he's made you dinner, he's been a great friend, do you say something, or do you just drink it? No, I say something for sure. I'm like, Jeez. hey, listen, man, you spent all this you said you spent all this money on this beautiful dinner, and then you just like lowest common denominator this thing with the, the garbage <laughs> yeah. juice. Like you know, like like have some pride. You know, have you had all this pride. pride in the food. Yeah, you had all this pride in the food, but no pride in the cocktail. Like you know, you missed the mark there, buddy. You know, next time yeah. try harder. Okay, so what if they take a rocks glass, fill it full of ice, and then fill it full of water, let that sit for like three minutes, dump it out, and then just put some bourbon in it and hand it to you? That's great, man. That's a nice chilled glass. That's, uh, you know, that now we're talking like I, I would, I'd be like, thank you. Cheers. Good stuff. I love this. Um, I'll drink this. You guys can have your garbage prepackaged mix. Now I will say, I will say this, that the one juice that I will say is okay. Or there's a couple of them that I'll say is okay to use prepackaged. Um, tomato is okay to use prepackaged. And so is pineapple juice. Um, pine, like dull pineapple juice in a can actually has a really good amount of sweetness and a good amount of the flavor of the pineapple to it, where sometimes a fresh pineapple lacks some of that depending on the seasonality of it. Um, so uh, I, I am not, uh, um, I'm not opposed to pineapple juice in a can for a cocktail if necessary. I will not judge you as harshly as if you tried to use fresh grapefruit or a canned grapefruit, canned orange, or anything else like that, uh, lemon, lime, no, absolutely not. Pineapple, okay. I uh, did not know there was such a thing as a fruit elitist, but uh, we have one in J.R. Starkus. All right, J.R., before we You're let welcome. you go, give us a grade. I know I know you got Xander Bogarts there, but give us a grade. Red Sox signed Carlos Correa. How you feeling? Well, I mean, I... Uh, well, you don't I'd want say, to win if you didn't answer right away. Yeah, well, I, I, would, <laughs> I would say it's a, that's, a, that's an A. You can move, a. move Xander. Yep. You can move Xander or move any of these guys. Like, there's a lot of room to play. Um, I just don't know where you put them. <laughs> uh, now, I don't know. Like, Xander Bogarts, man, if they said, hey, we got, we're going to get Correa, but we got to move Bogarts, I don't know how keen I am on that. Yeah, just um, put them at second. Do the Red Sox even have a second they, baseman? They trotted out like a backup catcher there or something. 
Yeah, you know, but here's the thing, man. Like, the, every time the Red Sox trade one of their best players, they go to the freaking Dodgers. <laughs> the next thing I know, i got to stare at Xander Bargart to have the, in the Dodgers uniform. Like, it's true. And then it's, like, but it's just like this, you know, reunion of Xander and Mookie. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> you know, I don't need that. So uh, I, right. that's, that's, just, that's what happens. Like, you know, the Dodgers are the new Yankees for me. Like, all the good players now just go across the country and play for the Dodgers. Now, I like the Dodgers, you know, so no, that's not don't. a bad thing. No. But I just don't want to see them. I want to see them play where, you know, where they, you know, Red Sox. No, Raphael Devers will join them too. He's J.R. Starkus oh. from Southern Glazers oh. Wine and Spirits. Uh, J.R., thank you so much. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> you got it, guys. Talk to you next week. I wouldn't want him at my house making if I was making drinks. <laughs> no, I, would, I just I just toss him a bedello and say pop it open. Pop I just gave open. you the cheat code. You literally just give him straight like you just in a chilled glass. Yeah. You just chill the glass and give him a straight drink. <laughs> All right, let's go to break. We've been talking way too long. Tweet at Bischoff underscore Tyler and at Ed Graney. Yeah, I already addressed that situation and um, I'm just looking forward to playing in this game. Um, with the guys we have on our team this week, so we're already kind of moving forward and ready to play this week. It would be nice to have an apology, <laughs> Mac. It would be nice to have an apology, but uh, I mean, it's not gonna happen. And um, I mean, however the NFL handles it, it's, it's, it's on them. I would just like to play them again. And uh, I wish all my fellow uh, DN brothers happy hunting. That's all. You're locked in the press box. That was Brian Burns talking about Mac Jones after Mac Jones uh, grabbed him from the ground by the ankle to try to drag him down and twisted his leg or whatever he did to Brian Burns. So, yeah, Brian Burns. I don't think Mac again. Jones is a good enough tackler to realize, you know, he was doing something wrong. I think he was just trying to get the guy to the ground and had no idea what to do. Mm. Ed Graney giving Mac Jones benefit yes. of the doubt. Benefit of the doubt over there. By the way. Cam Newton has signed with the yeah, Carolina Panthers. He's back. Uh, that is official now. He can make up to $10 million uh, apparently this year. Uh, so Cam Newton is back. They have Sam Darnold injured. P.J. Walker is the <laughs> no good. de facto starter. So there is Cam Jones. I hope he plays this week. It'd be great. All right. Good All right. job, I guess. I'll play that a little. It's oh. impressive you had that ready to go. Any idea where this is from? No. What is this, this from? song? Is this from something? What do you mean? It's from a television show. Oh, no chance. No, I couldn't okay. even give you a guess. It's from Welcome Back, Cotter. Who is That's the, not real. Who? <laughs> who is what? the famous actor on Welcome Back, Cotter that became more famous than anyone on the show? Welcome Back, who? Cotter. 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 Welcome Back, Cotter. Gabe, was it Gabe Kaplan who played Cotter? Yeah, I believe so. Okay, but there was an actor there on there. There was an actor on there. Who became really famous. Yes, after he, he during Pitt. the, hold on, hold on. No, I was going to give you a clue. Yeah. And also, clue. I think you you aged Brad Pitt by about 20 years. Yes. Like, I know uh, what, Brad Pitt well, was born but, at that point. I Like, I yeah. know what Cotter is. Okay. But you'll have heard of this actor. Yes. Well, I mean, I Maybe. hope you would have. Okay, so this actor joined Scientology right around Tom the time. Tom Cruise. No. Oh, you're close. You're close. He's a dancer. Yeah. He's a dancer. He dance, He finds a way to dance in every one of his movies, even if it makes no sense, because he's such a great dancer. And even if it makes no sense, he'll find a scene where he'll dance some, somehow. And, and it's not Tom Cruise. No, no he, he runs. Dance. He runs. He runs every... and, and flies airplanes. He danced at the end of that one movie I saw. 
Risky Business? No, no it's going to uh, be Tropic Thunder. Yeah, that one, Tropic Thunder. He Which dances at the end of that. Basically, the movie that saved Tom Cruise's career. I need, I need another hint. I, I don't. <laughs> He's staying alive. Ah ah ah. Is he? Wait, that's a song. What is he? Yeah. A musician? Yeah, <laughs> musician. <sighs> is he old? Yes. Uh, yeah. Like yeah. when you're saying he's staying alive, he's old. And no, died he's not yet? that no. old. But th- that that song <sighs> should give you some kind of hint. <laughs> that does not help um, me at all. D- uh, famous disco movie. Night at the Roxbury. Okay, famous uh, <laughs> guy riding a mechanical bull movie. Yeah. Don't have any wow. idea. There's a movie about a guy riding a mechanical yes. bull. All right, welcome back, Cotter. The most famous guy who went on to do something was John Travolta. Oh, never would have guessed that guy. No do you know chance. that guy? You've heard of that guy. Come I know on. the name. Barberino. You know, I know the, the name. name. I couldn't tell you a movie he's in. You've never seen Pulp Fiction? Oh, he's in Pulp Fiction. All right. He's kind of a main role in Pulp Fiction. Wait, which one is he? He's with he's with Samuel Jackson. Oh, I know that guy's face. The guy who danced. <laughs> the guy I who danced. I don't, I don't remember enough about Pulp Fiction to know what happened in that movie. Um, all right, yeah, John Travolta. What are we talking about him for again? Because he played Welcome Back, Cotter theme. Oh, that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Cam Newton's back. John Travolta. Makes sense. Not to you. Yeah. No, not at all. <laughs> I'm completely make, lost. It doesn't make sense to you at all, obviously. What do you think we do at the nine, like at the, the last segment at 9 o'clock? It's I, sort of this. I think you guys just made up a TV show. <laughs> I, I feel like you made that there, one there up. Was, there was, uh, John Travolta played Barbarino, and there was actually another character named Horshack. I don't feel comfortable saying that word out loud. <laughs> that's not a that's not a real TV show. Like I thought, Google we were it. Get, like you know what a TV show that you would have liked that maybe you've heard of, maybe not. We Jared and I talked about it earlier. Was the White Shadow? Ba- it was, that was all about basketball. It was, it was all about a high school basketball team. Carver High. You would have liked that one. How old is it? It's old. Seventies. Seventies. Is it in color? Like our yes. Field? yes. It's not Ebbets Field. I mean, it's not Ebbets Field. Here it looks like in color. John Travolta. Welcome back, Cotter.